Welcome to episode 8 of the Yes Have Some podcast. As always, we're live here in Atlanta, Georgia at the Slime Square Studios. And this week, as promised, we are talking all things Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. Ooh, I sounded like Ben Affleck when I said Dawn of Justice. I'm surprised they didn't fit that into the movie somewhere. Like Superman comes up and goes, uh, hey Batman, what is this? And he's like, it's the dawn of justice. Wink, wink to the camera. Because that's what Deadpool did. Everyone's copying Deadpool. They really screwed it up. Guys, here's the situation. Jacob, Abigail, and myself, we're going to inspect this movie up and down. Because let's face it, it's a little bit controversial. Right? The critics hate it. Fans are divided. But it is making so much money. We're talking like boy band money. I think that was a little Vince Vaughn channeling. All right. I'm not going to lie, guys. It's time. It's time to do this. Are you guys ready? You ready to have some fun? Are you ready to have some? We are. Do you want some uh, coffee, Mr. Tully? Do I? Yes, have some. Yes, have some. All right, what's up, everybody? Episode 8, Yes Have Some Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I am Craig Goldberg. I am here with Abigail Gardner and Jacob Walsh. Everybody, Batman v Superman. We are talking about it tonight. I am very excited. This movie has kind of been in some sort of form of development for decades. It took them until 2016 to finally get the two biggest comic book heroes of all time into the same movie, and uh, we've all seen it. So, uh, Abigail, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, I've seen the movie twice now. All right. So I'm ready to, to break it down. Okay, without giving your opinion, did your opinion change between viewing one and two? I felt like I might have enjoyed my second viewing a little bit more, but... It... You're giving your opinion! Okay, <laughs> I'm giving my opinion. Uh, sorry. No, I... um. It didn't really change. Okay. I literally, it was exactly the same. I felt the same way about it. Jake, how are you doing, man? Guys. Yes. Batman, Batman stabbed a guy. <laughs> Dude, he did. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing good. Uh, yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, well, let's just get into this, guys. Is anybody stressed out? Oh! oh. Guys, what I'm a so question stressed. that is. That is yeah. the question of the day. Here at the Yes Have Some Podcast, we've talked about it before. We get stressed about all sorts of stuff. And Guys, right, we be stressing. We be stressing. We be stressing. Jake, you be drinking. It sounds like you Oh, my re- God. It was that loud. Is I'm that so really, sorry. You got some root beer in a mason I did jar? It, guys, I did it really slowly, hoping that it wouldn't make any noise, and <laughs> I'm so sorry. Out? I won't do it again. It literally sounded like the Titanic was hitting an iceberg. <laughs> I'm sorry. Cut that out. I'm sorry. Uh, oh, that's not getting cut out. Keeping that splash. All right, Shit. I think I, I can start off the uh, the the what stress and uh, for the. I think we were all stressed about our what stressing <laughs> segment. I think that's safe to say. Dude, Dude just do it. I, you know what? I'm stressed because I feel like we haven't recorded in a year. Yeah, I it's know. been a while. I feel so. like I've missed it. I was gonna apologize for the hiatus, but then I looked. It's only been like eight days or something. Yeah, Jesus I miss Christ. Everybody. Jesus Christ. Well, Jesus Christ was here. He came and went Easter. <laughs> was oh, you're right. I guess it was a good Friday. Sure. Ooh. Yep. Is it uh, a coincidence that, Oh, before we get started, 
This is going to be a spoiler heavy. Oh, yeah, because we were just about to go. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So having said that, is it a coincidence that the Christ-like figure of Superman died on Good Friday? (laughs) I thought he was going to come back on Sunday when I went and saw it. It'd be like a different version. (laughs) All right. Uh, Guys, this is what I'm stressed about. Are you ready? Let's hear it. Let's hear it. So, uh, saw Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. I'm going to say the whole title every time. Um, I saw it Thursday night on the preview showings, uh, at 11 o'clock and, uh, I saw it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed some of it. Some of it I did not like. We'll get to that. Uh, but I wanted to see it again, uh, before recording and before the weekend ended. Uh, so Sunday afternoon I went back. Saw it in 3D the first time, but I wanted to upgrade my experience by seeing it in 3D IMAX for my second viewing. Fancy. Yeah. So I get to the theater. It's 11 o'clock on a Sunday, and I'm thinking, this will be fine. It'll, you know, everyone's already seen this movie. How wrong could I be? The theater was so That packed. was Easter Sunday. It was Easter Sunday. The people are off. They're going out. They're going out. They went to Applebee's. They and did. And now they're going to see the movie. <laughs> okay. So, I'm in a theater full of people who had just been to Applebee's, apparently, (laughs) and 30 minutes into the movie, I I didn't have a good seat, because I got there, I I got there on time, but not early enough, so I was about 10 rows back to the far right side, not the best seat in the house, 3D IMAX, I can deal with it, whatever, I'd already seen the movie, so it wasn't the end of the world. 30 minutes into the movie, I get up to get a soft drink at one of the slower parts in the movie. Now, if you've seen the movie, you know there's plenty of parts where there's opportunity to... <laughs> things slow down. Things just slow down a little bit. <laughs> so 30 minutes into the movie, I get up, go to get my soft drink. My preference for the day was a Diet Dr. Pepper. Oh. Um, it tastes just the same. It's the same thing. I get back. There's two children. Two children have taken over my one seat. <laughs> <laughs> two in one? They were squeezing? Yes. It was 30 minutes. They had just gotten there. And it's like, what do I do? Because I didn't leave anything on my seat, right, to designate that it was mine. And everyone's watching the movie. Am I supposed to, like, pull these kids aside? Like, hey, you two children just stole my seat that wasn't marked for me. Yeah, I would have. Yeah, I would have for sure. So I ended up having to move to the front row. And if you've ever watched a 3D IMAX movie in the front row, it is migraine-inducing. I saw episode one, front row. Phantom Menace. Oh, I was, I was like, you did? Right. Uh, yeah. IMAX? Uh, not IMAX, but oh, front row of the okay. theater, and it was terrible. Um, God, I just was hoping we could talk about this whole thing without bringing up Phantom Menace. <laughs> Phantom Menace? I'm so sorry. <laughs> Guys, I brought everybody down. So anyways, 3D IMAX, front row, the 3D effect is gone. You're just seeing, like, triple, and uh, it was bad. I got a severe headache, and I left about an hour and 20 minutes into the movie. So I... I might be one of the only people in the world who's seen Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice in theaters one and a half times. I don't understand why they even have rows that close to the screen in an IMAX theater. Why did why don't they just stop them? Why like why right. keep putting seating in it? Well, the I love the concept like in most like places in life whether it's a concert or an airplane uh being in the front is a good thing, but at a movie theater, it's just terrible. So I left. I, I, I'm gonna go see it again, but I feel like I've have enough to uh, to go on. But I'm not gonna lie to you. I was stressed because IMAX tickets like seventeen dollars, yeah. and I only got half the experience. Uh, so 
Yeah, that's what's stressing me out this week. Yeah, I would have reported those kids. To who? I the the, the front desk employee. <laughs> I would have talked <laughs> to them. I would have told tattletale. them to go fuck themselves and to get out of my seat. Hey, immediately. Uh, hi, AMC theater employee who doesn't care. Uh, there's a couple kids in my seat. I want to go tell them to fuck themselves and get out of my seat. I'm getting kicked out. <laughs> Ma'am. I'm taking as... the ranch dust. All right, cool. So that is what is stressing me out this week. Jacob Walsh, how are you doing? Yeah. I'm what are you good, stressed man. about? What is stressing you out? Dude, you know, it's such a weird thing that stresses me out about this movie. Uh, I'm stressed that I feel like for the rest of my life, Every Batman movie I see is going to show his parents get murdered, and I don't need to see that. <laughs> I watched like, a montage of every single time his parents were killed, just like yesterday. It was extremely depressing. It immediately that. stressed me out sitting in the theater and being like, oh, cool. I get to watch his parents get killed again. Like, is I don't know. It's There's like, what, eight or nine Batman films at this point, and I think they show that in every single one. Yeah, right. it's. It, I'd have to sit down and figure. It, and then the TV shows. Total, or maybe, there's yeah, TV shows. Like I don't need to yeah, see it Gotham. over and over. Gotham did it recently, and the funny thing is, uh, the kid in Gotham looks so much like the kid from Batman Begins, and the kid they used in Dawn of Justice kind of looks like that kid too. I'm yeah, like, I thought it was at one point. I was like, wait, is this that kid from Gotham? Is this the like, eternal Bruce Wayne kid? Yeah, I don't know what's going on. They should have got Christian Bale to play that kid. <laughs> They just like uh, they could have just cut some scenes from a uh, man. What's that musical that uh, he was in when he was a child? Rent. No. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was in a he was in a musical and I can't remember what it was Christian called. Bale? Christian Bale was. Yeah, Christian Bale was, and he was a kid. And uh, they could have just like taken his scenes from that movie and just spliced them in. To, oh, uh, it's Newsies, right? Newsies. Oh, I hope yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah, that Newsies. makes perfect sense. Um, I knew it was either Newsies or The Book of Mormon. <laughs> right he is in the book of mormon film that came out in mm-hmm. 2013 as a child jake i completely yeah. agree with what you're saying and we were talking about this i think it's just Zack snyder like no i'm gonna you haven't seen it until you've seen the Zack snyder way yeah but you know what it was so weird uh because what i first thought of uh before before they show his parents get killed they show the theater and there's that zorro um mm-hmm. right. poster and i'm like hey I don't know if it is, but this is what popped in my head. I was like, isn't that the same Zorro poster from the opening of Watchmen? Because I don't I don't know if you guys know, but there's a there's a scene at the uh the the opening credits of Watchmen uh where um it's supposed to be Bruce Wayne's parents not getting killed. It's like one of the Watchmen superhero is stopping a criminal and and like the easter egg is that that criminal is the guy who killed bruce wayne's parents and they're coming out of zorro oh that's interesting so i was like hey is that the same poster he used and then he shows you know the parents get killed and then it's jeffrey dean morgan who was in watchmen i'm just like what is going it was just a weird i was like no i don't it was no y'all gonna do my stuff (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. i mean it's it's the Zack snyder way i mean well to we we can maybe touch on this later, or it, we might have to save it for a different episode because it opens up another can of worms. The fan theories are already running rampant that Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice takes place in the same universe as the Michael Keaton movies. What? What? So how how does that work? So the the theory was that the Joker that will be revealed 
in Suicide Squad and the upcoming movies, um, it'll be kind of the Batman Beyond Return of the Joker story where it's one of Jason the Todd Jason Todd, uh, yeah. the former Robin, um, who is just inspired by the original Joker, who was Jack Nicholson. <laughs> oh. Okay, it's not. It's obviously not. It, that's that's not real. Right. But, uh, right. Hey, we just want Michael Keaton. We just want yeah, him back. we just want Michael Keaton back. I, I'd be down for like a Batman Beyond type movie where Michael Keaton is in it as Bruce Wayne. Like, just an older Bruce Wayne, you know, mentoring a younger Batman. That'd be cool. Yeah, and the eternal young uh, Bruce Wayne can play uh, the new Batman. Yeah, you can watch his parents die again. (laughs) One more time. Yeah. Because we we need it. Well, Jake, I completely agree. That's a good thing to be stressed about. Yep. Um, Abigail, what is stressing you out? Honestly, um... I am stressed out. I woke up stressed out this morning um, because I was dreaming about Deadpool all night last night. (laughs) I watched that movie um, last night in its entirety, and I liked it way more than I thought I would. And I am honestly bummed out and kind of stressed out right now because... I wish that this entire episode was going to be about Deadpool. Um, I definitely liked it more than Batman v Superman. Um, Wait, Dawn of Justice. Dawn of Justice. Let's get the full title in there. Um, it's a mouthful, y'all. Uh, no, Deadpool was, like, it It just made me so happy. Like, I love a really good anti-hero, and I fucking loved the relationship. I love, like, the fact that there was a beautiful love story, like, wrapped up in all those swear words and dick jokes and all the violence. It was so, like, beautiful and gratuitous and, like, well thought out, and it was, it just, it blew my mind. There was real horror and terror, like, in his origin story, and I didn't know shit about Deadpool going into this. Um, I remember seeing the costume was always has always been super prevalent at dragon con um there's like a conga line that goes on that's it it just wasn't i didn't really know shit about him and i just i didn't i never really picked up a comic and it just wasn't really my thing um i hated ryan reynolds like i have not been a fan of his um and you know honestly so yeah when i went into this movie i was watching it um, I had, I was with a friend and they were like, yo, you're going to hate this. It's like, it's, he's, it's, so, it's such a Ryan Reynolds vehicle. And I was like, yeah, I probably won't like this. And then I just like really, really liked it right from the beginning. Um, and yeah, I wish we could do an episode guys. It's kind of bumming me out. Um, I think I have like a, I think I have like a crush on Ryan Reynolds right now. I don't know what's happening. Hey, I don't hey, know who can, I am. We can do a whole Ryan Reynolds episode. Next episode. We're just all things Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. I just want to know It doesn't more. get Van Wilder than that. <laughs> <sighs> or Van Wilder 2. That's a thing, right? Yeah. Uh, probably, huh? I'm about to find out. Because <laughs> I'm getting in a Ryan Reynolds hole. Yeah, do it. And I'm never getting out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, sure. I agree. Deadpool's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of in the same boat. I... Uh, was not here's the thing every time i'm at a comic book store some like 13 year old real life bart simpson kid walks in and he's like yo where's the deadpool stuff and i'm like man that kid's gonna go steal something from somebody today there's no way i'm gonna really be into deadpool but yeah that movie was awesome right yeah same like here the kid from empire records yeah um well cool so i'm glad we guys i'm glad we could have our little therapy session and get all of this i off. feel so much better i was so oh, tense going into this like i'm that, really loose yeah. now yeah you're loose i'm so loose jake are you loose dude i needed that so i needed it just massaged out of me yeah. <sighs> wow rated r yeah it's a hard <laughs> or 
just like the R-rated Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice uh, extended edition, which they announced will be out in theaters in July. And will we be seeing Amy Adams' entire nipple? <laughs> I hope I so. I saw it at that one, that one point in the bathtub. All right, cool. Well, let's backtrack a little bit. Let's talk about, um, before we get into the uh, the nuts and bolts of the movie, um, obviously this is kind of the unofficial launching point of the DC Cinematic Universe, right? So it started with Man of Steel a couple years ago. Uh, we don't have to go uh, on about that movie. No, we definitely don't. We definitely don't. don't. Um, inside joke, one time I went on a long rant about Man of Steel, and people were looking at me, and by people I mean Jake and Abby, they were like, Craig, cats. shut up, this is the most <laughs> boring thing we've ever heard. So yeah. We saved it, and we're going to bring it out in like five years. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. this is the follow-up to Man of Steel. Um, they chose to not do a direct sequel uh, to the Superman movie, not a solo Batman movie. It was announced, I guess, four years ago now that the next entry was going to be Batman versus Superman, finally. So, uh, Jake, what were your uh, thoughts uh, once the trailers started coming out, once we started seeing some of the marketing for this movie? Um, what, what what was your level of anticipation going into this? Well, um I don't, you know, it was, I've never been a big Superman fan at all. I've I've seen the movies. I went and saw, I've gone to the theaters to see the Superman movies. I didn't hate Man of Steel, but I didn't love it. You know, I didn't, I was like, whatever, it's Superman movie. Um, But I've always liked Batman. Um, When Ben Affleck was announced as Batman, I was, I was okay with that. I know um, people went a little crazy about it, but I always thought he would be a good, you know, older you know, Batman, I thought he'd be, I thought he'd be fine. Um, what was the first thing they released? Was, was it that, uh, when that really short teaser got leaked? From yeah, it was Comic-Con, Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. a couple years yeah. ago. I mean, it was cool, but it was just like five seconds of Batman looking at Superman. No, I don't even think they it talked wasn't in even it. That, right? yeah, it was, it was, it was the bat signal. Yeah, and it was the, the bat signal thing. Yeah. in the rain. And I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, the first trailer came out and it was okay. It was like, I don't know. It was a little underwhelming. Um, the, you know, as things went on and on, uh, expectations went further down <laughs> and further down. Um, Lowered expectations. Yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah. Which didn't help, I don't think. Right. Well, I think, I mean, I was kind of in the same boat. I mean, um, I was excited for it, but always a little weary because I'm not a giant Zack Snyder fan. I actually think man of steel was a little bit more of a, a toned down version of Zack Snyder. Um, I know Christopher Nolan had more of a influential role in that movie. And I kind of felt like he's a really good filter for these kind of movies. Um, but once we started seeing the trailers for uh, Batman V Superman, uh, it, it was it was a Zack Snyder explosion. Like we knew the one thing you knew going into this movie, like it was going to look good. Like, yeah, but no, but you know what? I don't think it does. Uh, I don't yeah. think it looks that good. I don't, um, when I, when I think of Zack Snyder, I think of Watchmen and Watchmen, I think is amazingly well done. I think it looks good. I think it's one of the best comic book movies ever made. And I know people hate it, but I think Watchmen is super well done. And this doesn't, this doesn't feel like that at all to me. He he's got some slow motion in there, but I just hate like the color palette of this movie. I hated the color palette of Man of Steel. Everything's like super dark blue and like that weird dark orange color, and it just doesn't look good to me. 
Yeah. Right. There's no Art Deco. Like, you don't feel the Gotham presence in any way, which is... Not at all. definitely feel... Well, the, the, obviously, Wayne Manor was also absent from the movie because they're... Where is it that they're staying? It's like a Frank Lloyd Wright looking like falling water. Yeah, I don't know. Because, like, everything like, else in this it? movie, it's not explained. <laughs> no, just like the girl laying next to Ben Affleck. She's just, she's not even, like, mentioned, right? He killed her. He killed her. I hope she's dead. I hope she's okay. Hey, if you're alive, will you contact the Yes Have Some podcast? Because we're worried about you, girl. Nondescript Bruce what Wayne. What happened? There was a lot of wine on that kitchen table. Oh, uh, no. Uh, but, yeah, so the impression that I got was that wherever um, the Batcave was still underground of the, whatever the, where Wayne Manor was and on that the, was cool. on the property, and then there was maybe like a second house. Maybe I missed down the it. road. Yeah, you see him. Yeah. passing like the ruins of Wayne Manor, and he's in there before he goes on the hunt to Superman. But they live like down the road now in like a nicer house. It's like a like a bachelor pad. Why make that? What's that? What's the reasoning behind that decision? Like it doesn't I don't understand. Look in, like at all reminiscent of like Batman, well, like color scheme or design, right? So you remember like. At the end of uh, Batman Begins, when Wayne Manor burns down, and then the Wayne Manor they used in this movie looked like kind of a burnt-up version of the one. Yeah. From, like, do you think there's any thought that goes into like, hey, let's confuse people on purpose so they don't ask any questions? They just go, oh, yeah, yeah, I, rem- I remember what happened. <laughs> maybe. Yes, it's all fabricated memories. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Same thing. I remember Dude, it burned down. Uh-huh. Yeah, I really like the last one with Liam Neeson. He was great. He was, when, he, um, when they took his daughter. Yeah, they kidnapped his daughter. And, then and Batman then, came in. It was and then crazy. the wolves showed up, and there <laughs> yeah. was this whole section where Batman fought wolves. And also, <laughs> and also Schindler's List. So don't forget that. I remember that. <laughs> thanks, uh, Zack Snyder. Thank you, would, Zack Snyder. I would watch a movie where Batman fights Nazis. Ooh, With wolves? That sounds fun. Like yeah, you know fun, what? Like an adventure film, like a kind of Indiana Jones uh yeah. styled batman movie would be awesome yeah well get, that... rid of, get rid of all this fucking and he's wearing that outfit from the dream dead, sequence like forget all this oh, crying God. disappointing bullshit and let's have like a fun batman give him movie. a fun hat and a whip <laughs> let's have a fun batman <laughs> and harrison ford could play joel schumacher right okay so abby back on track hey we're back what was your anticipation level for this movie i mean I kind of like Jake, honestly. The um, I kind of like Jake too. I kind of like Jake. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of liked the trailer. Um, I get. I was excited seeing that little tidbit that came out. Um, you know where you saw the the rain and the bat signal, just because it's like, oh, awesome! Another iteration of Batman. I didn't always. I didn't really have disdain for Ben Affleck. Like, I think he's an all around decent guy. I really like chasing Amy. I really like Kevin Smith. They're full. all around decent guy who recently was left by his wife because he was sleeping with the nanny. Hey, that's who was maybe in that bed scene in his, <laughs> in his house or whatever that was. Anyway, no, I didn't really have like any like in like proclivity or, or whatever like predisposed notions or feelings towards him necessarily. I know a lot of people hated the idea of him being the new Batman. Um, I thought maybe he could pull it off. I figured his close proximity to Kevin Smith like meant that somehow he would probably be okay at this. Um, I didn't like Man of Steel. I don't like Henry Cavill. I think he's like he's kind of a block of wood. I think he's a little emotionless. I think he's got dead eyes like a doll's eyes, and I just am not really into him. And like I on- a doll's eyes. <laughs> yes, thank you. I I was gonna try and do it, but I didn't. <laughs> I just okay. So here we moving on. Um, 
No, okay, so the trailer for Batman versus Superman, I, I felt like it was not the most well-put-together or well-organized trailer. Um, and, sorry, I, I feel like we're talking about Ghostbusters right now. Um, but, no, basically, that, that opening scene where they, they show them at the party, like, talking back and forth, and then you see um, Lex Luthor, um, Jesse Eisenberg appear, and it's just, it's just long, and it, it just... It was like a whole bit, and it just kind of threw the whole thing off. I was excited to see Wonder Woman, and I love the fuck out of Gal Gadot, and she, I mean, she, she was the saving grace of this movie. Like she was the one who made, it, I, I, I latched onto her and enjoyed her the most, more so than anything else in this movie. So, yeah, I mean, I, I. I was really excited when I heard that Ben Affleck was cast as Batman. I've been a huge Ben Affleck. It was one of those weird things. Uh, I was a Ben Affleck apologist for a long time because there was that period probably like post Goodwill Hunting up until like uh, Gone Baby Gone when he started directing movies where people were like, fuck Ben Affleck fuck that guy and i'd be like no guys he's great like jersey girl's legitimately a good movie and people would be like fuck you man and fuck ben affleck but i do have to say he is a very talented filmmaker uh gone girl that movie's Mm -hmm. amazing directed by david fincher that's one of my favorite movies the last couple years if you look at the movies that affleck has been in and directed uh like the town and argo like those are awesome awesome movies and i was really excited because i really thought Ben Affleck could bring um, that kind of that that dark, basically what we saw, like that darker, hardened, like more intense weightlifting, weightlifting, powerlifting, dragging like uh, boulders and uh, tree stumps through the Batcave or whatever that was. Yeah, he he was a. This was a brutal, the most brutal version of Batman that we have seen, uh, and. That was my, I mean, I, can't, I feel it's not like I'm uh, breaking the mold here, but he was my favorite part of this movie. And I think a lot of people are kind of, or the people who. We're okay with the Batfleck. We're okay with Batfleck. So thank you, Ben Affleck. Right. Um, I think, uh, <laughs> you know, talking about the trailers, uh, you know, the first trailer was okay. It was just that teaser. But that, that second trailer that came out, the first full trailer, uh, the one that, Abby, you were just talking about mm-hmm. where they, they have the meeting, um, that was an awful, awful trailer. Like, yep. It was very bad, and it literally spoiled everything from the movie. Yeah, like, Wonder Woman's there's, entrance, exactly. There's, there's one big thing that happens in the movie that's not in that trailer, but besides that, like, you, you – you know, they spoil the main villain. They go ahead and show you, hey, guys, by the end of this movie, Batman and Superman are best friends. Oh, we're going to go ahead and show you that Wonder Woman's joining the fight. Right. Like, that was the we're worst show trailer you the big bad. Right. ever. It was. And, then, and it didn't really look good, right? It didn't look, nothing about it was good. And then they came out with another trailer, I don't know, weeks later. That was tough. And it was, like, right. super Batman heavy. Mm-hmm. It was the trailer they should have put out in the first place. Right. And I think we talked about it before, but uh, I think they got worried. And they were like, oh, maybe we should put a more, you know, a Batman heavy trailer out there and and maybe get people re-excited about this movie. Because that trailer was fucking bad yeah it was it was not good and uh we'll, we'll talk about jesse eisenberg because that that kind of deserves its own uh its own focus but well, the thing that really bothers me about this movie and i was hoping it wouldn't be this way because the marketing probably would have kind of led us into this 
What I want to see in Batman versus Superman is the contrast, right? I want to see the dark, brooding, brutal Batman take on Superman, son of Krypton, the farm boy, the bumbling Clark Kent, who they are. They, he they, did not bumble once in this movie. There's not a bumble to be had. He's supposed to be. <laughs> Superman's bumbleless. Like, we, I've, we've already talked about how much we all hate Superman, but like he's supposed to be, you know, at least like upbeat sometimes not just like a white bitch he's as depressing as anything else in this movie he's so super depressing and it's like they don't give superman anything to do he's just like he doesn't like say he seems to not like saving people he -hmm. just like everything seems to be a burden to superman in this movie he's just like oh i guess i'll go fucking do this. I guess, I guess I'll, get I'll in the save you again. And kiss my girlfriend and all my clothes on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that was a weird thing. Speaking to that, the scene where Lois Lane's like in Washington D.C. and she's like on the phone and she's like, "Clark, where are you?" and she looks out on the patio and he's just sitting there like staring <laughs> at the ground. <laughs> like he's so. I mean, this is not a word I use lightly, but Superman is super emo in this movie. Yes, he is. Uh, but yeah, we didn't get that contrast. It didn't feel like dark versus light because what I want to see is I want to see Batman putting Superman on trial for what Batman says are the sins of Superman for costing people, you know, their lives and for, Mm -hmm. for being an alien. And I want the rest of the world to be on Superman's side. I want Batman to be the outlier, but we don't get that. Batman's putting Superman on trial, but also he's literally like on trial at the Supreme court or at the Capitol, they're having hearings and they got so caught up with this thing that kind of started in the first movie about Superman being this Christ like savior. Mm -hmm. And they got a little too wrapped up in the, how would the world that we live in today really react? And that's a stark contrast between DC versus Marvel movies. Like when it comes to Avengers, it's like, yeah, we all just accept that they're here and their merchandise is everywhere. And it's like, of course they'd be on every cereal box and it would just be accepted that there were these huge fatalities and like all this shit went down in New York or whatever. Like there's, it's just an accepted thing, which makes the movie move much faster, have much more like levity, and like it just—it's just a smoother thing for us to like take in. I think there was a lot of there was a lot of talking heads. There was a lot of news in this movie, um, a lot of words written out, and like for everything that was being so blatantly explained, I still felt really confused throughout a lot of this movie. Um, that's why I saw it twice. A lot of the stuff with the wheelchair character. Um, we're just going to call him Lieutenant Dan. We're just calling him Lieutenant Dan. No. Um, Wally. That Wally, yeah. Wally, Wally yeah. Yes, exactly. Because he worked at uh, for Bruce Wayne, but... Yeah, no. No, no, no. It, that's, that, was the, that was the big problem with this movie. Nothing is explained in any kind of way. They're, everything is just reaching. They don't... Like, I can... You can tell. It's very painfully obvious watching this movie that as soon as they were like, guys, we're, we're going to make we're going to do it. We're going to make Batman versus Superman. You can tell that for the next couple of months, every single day, there was a group of people around the table just going, OK, why do they fight? <laughs> There's got to be a reason. We Someone have to come something. up. We have to come up with some reason for these two to fight each other because, you know, I don't think they really would fight each other. I think both of them are smart enough to know that they're on the same side and I can, you can see where Batman's coming from with his reasoning, 
But by the time it gets to the point where they actually fight, you would think maybe he's figured it out at this point. Like, oh, maybe I shouldn't murder this man with a spear made of kryptonite. Right. Uh, and the whole movie's like that. You never get any, like, good motivations. And it's because they try to cram so much into one movie. This this is not one movie. This is five different movies smushed into one because DC and is trying. And one web series with Aquaman. <laughs> yeah. I, okay. Now, see, that I'll, I'll watch that one. I watched the web series, yes, uh, naked and Found naked footage. and afraid, but underwater. And yeah, peeking around the corner like BB-8. I think. <laughs> I think the main problem with this movie is that DC's trying to catch up with Marvel, so they're 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 doing the opposite of what Marvel does, and instead of having you know all their one-off movies and then a big yeah. cohesive get together, yeah. they're doing it the opposite way. And this movie has a Man of Steel sequel in it it has like a batman movie in it it has like a wonder woman movie in it it's just there's too much happening at once and and because of that we don't get enough of it and they're they're saying there's that three hour version i don't i don't want to see it because two and two and a half no i don't want to see it because two and a half hours was torture enough like there's, it's just so long and depressing, and there's so much that could come out of it. I don't want to see it be any longer. Right. I don't think it's it's not going to help. Right. When Lex Luthor's guys have like the countdown that says 35 minutes on the clock before they're going to kill Martha Kent, <laughs> I legitimately was like, oh my god, I hope that's much. How much time is left? But that's only the, like the two hour mark, and I'm like, fuck. Why you can't talk- this be over now? Yeah, right. you know, you guys were both talking about how you know. Abby, you, you've seen it twice, and Craig, you went to see it a second time. I thought Craig about tried. going. Yeah, you tried. I thought about seeing it again, but this is what stopped me. So what I think is the best part in the movie happens, I think, two hours in. And I was like, no, because I'm going to just be waiting for that part for two hours. I'm going to be like waiting through the bullshit to get to the part where Batman actually does something. You know, like the the first hour and a half of this movie, you don't really get to see Batman or Superman do anything. You know, you don't get to see them do what they do. You don't see Superman save people. He does. They show it a couple times in kind of like a montage where he, uh, you know, where the, that rocket blows up or something like Mm -hmm. that, but they don't show any actual, like you never see Batman save anybody. There's the one time you know, where is that like weird horror sequence where yeah. he, he brands the guy, but you don't get to see them do what they do. Right. It's just, you get dropped right in the middle of Batman wants to kill Superman. You, you don't feel like a present crime wave, like in the city that they're yeah. fighting. Exactly. I mean, like you're watching a Superman movie and you don't ever see Superman, like save the day really. You know, you, you get it super quick in a montage. You don't get you don't get the sense that anybody's in danger right, or anything like that. Right. Oh, except for Lois Lane, who for some reason can't do anything on her fucking own and almost gets killed six times in this movie. Jesus fucking and Christ. Superman has to just keep rescuing her. Keep on Super- saving Lois. Guys, am I ranting? Am I just not letting anybody else talk no, because great, of this fucking great. movie? It's all stuff I, I just made say. a sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> Guys. I'm eating half of it. It's great. So, so Superman, like, he can... He can sense whenever Lois Lane is going to die when she's halfway across the world, but he doesn't. But he can't do that for his mom. 
Oh, oh. the plot hole thickens. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. What? No, you're right. You're right. And, and and just going backtracking one thing, like it, it, what you said, Jake, makes a lot of sense. This movie feels like there's so much crammed into it because I think a true Batman v Superman trilogy would have been the way to go. Have it set up the first one where you establish the new Batman and you have it be a sequel to Man of Steel and then move into the conflict where all shit hits the fan in the second one. And then the third one can be the, the, the you know, bringing the band back together and the origins of the Justice League. And that way you could have had Lex Luthor be a villain and let him do his thing. And then you could have brought in uh, the death of Superman uh, storyline um, with Doomsday. And, and, and I think that's the number one issue I really have with this movie because we can break down how bleak and over the head or over the top they beat you over the head with with just how humorless this movie is and how there's there's no time to breathe because even in real life right even in the darkest of times even in the dark knight trilogy which is you know three of my favorite superhero movies of all time there's still there's still not i'm not going to say comedy but there's a sense of self-awareness there's my cocaine and there's my cocaine um but there's a sense of of humor to the things that are happening and a and uh you know a good one-liner does not always mean cheesy maybe if joel schumacher is directing your movie it means cheesy but christian bale has a ton of great one-liners in the dark knight trilogy and in this movie the only time i even like smirked was when um when batman saves martha kent and he's like i'm a friend of your sons and i was like oh okay <laughs> oh, that's pretty funny but then she like ruins it with like a not funny line she's like oh i, I recognize it because of the cape yeah and- I, you know what i laughed out loud a couple times but they were in an unintentional, unintentional. Funny i laughed they during were, the aquaman they were things that i shouldn't have been laughing i laughed at. during the wonder woman image and when the <laughs> like plays which by the way i fucking love that little jingle i've been singing it all day that, um, that, that I love sounded Wonder like Woman. something out of a quentin tarantino movie that we, sounded like a that sounded like a kill bill thing it's almost like led zeppelin like ah like it's like a little <laughs> yeah. close i just i love it um i love when that's actually my favorite part of the entire movie if we're talking favorite parts is when wonder woman puts her wrists together when she's um fighting doomsday and like releases the whatever that sonic boom is and that music plays and it's awesome but then they do it again like five seconds later and then like another time and you're like oh my god like i i'm fine like i I think my actual quote was i just came please let go of my dick it (laughs) would i wrote that down when i left the movie well, you know what? That would have been better for me if, you know, every single one of those, like, hero shots wasn't in the fucking trailer. Yeah, right. I took away from it. Yeah, you're right. Well, listen, let's – so so, how about we do this? Let's let's jump backwards a little bit. Let's talk about some, some of the actual plot points because the thing is, is, like, Warner Brothers is setting this up, right? So we have a whole slate of movies. They're trying. We've got Batman v Superman is out. Right around the corner in August, we have Suicide Squad, and then it's going to be the Wonder Woman solo movie, and then we've got Justice League Part 1, and then uh, Shazam, and then you know the solo bat actually came out today. It was revealed today on Hollywood Reporter that Ben Affleck has already written a script. Sad Ben Affleck is like, hey guys, I had to deal with this, and this is this is what I chose to do. <laughs> yeah, so there's a script for a solo Batman movie, and so we, we've got, th- this, this movie is going to be, whether we like it or not the foundation so let's take a look at the actual plot so we start off 
uh, at the end of Man of Steel, right? We're, we're in Metropolis. Uh, it's Zod and, and Superman and, and the ship, and shit is hitting the fan, and people are running. It's Business Batman. Business Batman shows up, Bruce Wayne, and he's trying to get his people out of Wayne Tower. Basically, they're playing a newsreel from 9-11 is what they did. And I always find that a little weird because it, it's supposed to – you're supposed to go, oh, my God what would I feel like if I was in this situation? But I'm literally in the movie theater thinking about 9-11, which is depressing. I'm two minutes into a movie and I'm trying to like have some escapism here, but that's a whole other point. So Superman uh, is battling, people are dying, and then that's where we're introduced to Wally, right? So Wayne, the Wayne Tower comes down and Wally is uh, a security guard there and he interacts with Bruce Wayne and he's trapped under these steel beams and he you know ends up losing his legs. And this this little part where the, there's some emphasis on it at the beginning, but it doesn't feel like enough to warrant that that became one of the main plot points in the mm-hmm. movie was that this guy that killed a bunch of people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he blames Superman for this, but he's also super mad at Bruce Wayne. It kind of blames him. Right. Right. I think that's I don't know. Honestly Does, where he? I was... Does he blame? Cause Bruce he doesn't Wayne? accept the checks and he was like, open your eyes. Well, et cetera. You know, I I had read online that he wasn't the one sending those letters to Bruce Wayne. That that was oh. um, it was Lex. Luthor. That it was Lex. Lex. Right. Lex then that was would make sense. He's to... playing the marionette and pulling the strings, right? But this is where the problem is when the check when they say, "Hey, he's been sending the checks back for months." Is the line, and he had just met Lex Luthor like two scenes earlier. There's that. So that's one point where I was really confused. I was like, wait. Is Lex writing this stuff on open your eyes on all these checks? Like, or... I don't know. That, it's well, just, the handwriting was the same, in my opinion, as the false god tag, which was left by him on the Superman statue when he jumped up out of his wheelchair and was doing that graffiti, which I personally feel like the cops would have intervened before he finished that full, like, beautiful artistic <laughs> yeah. display of beautiful penmanship. No, um, they're like, the cops like, are like, oh, how long would that take, you know? Hey, he doesn't have his legs. Let him finish it before we arrest. That's what I think just they were. Give yeah, him some they dignity. They were like, "Hey, I'm not gonna do it. Are you gonna do it? No, let's let him do it. Let's just right. leave him be." Right. <sighs> so that's Wally. That's Wally in a nutshell. Who, uh, as we see later in the movie, is is basically, it it it's kind of that classic trope, right? Trope. <laughs> we got trope. He got trope. It's the trope, right? So Lex Luthor, the bad guy. Uh, Kind of uses him as a pawn mm-hmm. uh, to to an exploding pawn, an exploding pawn at the Capitol. Yep, um, with so, a jar of piss. I was gonna say <laughs> you're thinking about that little jar of Granny's peach tea. You're like, wait, did she drink it? No, did she? <laughs> Is she into it? She, she. I think she likes Lex Luthor. <laughs> did you guys feel some tension between them? Nope. Uh, <laughs> that was just me. God, why do I always want to feel tension? <laughs> Melissa McCarthy. whoa um well let's talk about that too let's talk about lex luther because we we meet jesse eisenberg's lex lex luther early on in the movie um we'd seen him a little bit in the trailers and he basically was what we thought he was going to be um to my surprise i actually found him to be one of the more enjoyable parts of the movie but jake uh from previous conversation we had you, how do I put this? Fucking hated him. I did. I just thought it was awful. Uh, and you know what? Like, I, I know I sound like I'm just shitting all over this movie. Mm-hmm. There were there were things I liked about it, and I know like all the, I I can't like put any of these actors at fault. Like they're kind of working with the 
what they can. And Lex Luthor is such a weird character that's always been played kind of silly. Like, you know, Kevin Spacey played him kind of silly. He was, he's always been like that. And I, and I, you know, Jesse Eisenberg, like, you know, he, he just went with it. He was like, all right, I'm going to try something different. I'm just going to do it. I just don't think it worked at all. Like it just seemed weird. Uh, he was kind of bumbling around. I didn't, I don't know. It just, it wasn't, it was annoying to me. Yeah. It was a little drug induced. Right. Yeah. Well, it was another one of those things where it was like, what would this character be like in, in the modern era that we live in? So yeah, he's like, he runs this tech company and he, he plays basketball at work. Um, but you kind of quickly, you know, realize, oh, he, he's a little off, right? He's got daddy issues. He's got some daddy issues. Everyone has daddy issues in this movie, if you look at it, honestly. Uh, Bruce Wayne seems, like, at one point he points out that, like, he's older than his father ever would be. And that, like, the only thing he learned from his dad and his parents dying is that, like, life sucks and then you die, basically. And then Superman has that super emo moment where he, like, flies up to the top of that mountain and, like, talks to his dad Kevin Costner. Cup. Who's Tin fucking Cup. stacking stones. He's like, I'm working on the snow farm the up here. What the fuck was that? <laughs> I know. And, yeah, okay, so, and then obviously Jesse Eisenberg had that speech with June Finch, um, Holly Hunter, when they're in his dad's old office room, and he's, like, talking about how his dad, I think he references that maybe he was physically abused. Definitely he does, abused. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and he's a little menacing, and there's, like, a little... There was probably some like um, hope that there would be like a like a Heath Ledger Joker like um, ki- like something like where oh we're gonna flip the script and pick an actor that's like not the type that you would imagine and it's just gonna freak your shit out but like it was just kind of more off putting and annoying and like when he puts the little Jolly Rancher into like his employee's mouth like you you wanted that to be creepier but you just kind of do like a little giggle like oh you better quit it Jesse. <laughs> Go play yeah. basketball, right? I could, I could just see them uh, going, oh, man, we're Jesse Eisenberg. He's going to get an Oscar nomination for the Superman movie. You know, like I could just see them saying that. Well, yeah. didn't, didn't he uh, – I read, and I think you told me this as well, Craig, um, that he was originally cast as Jimmy Olsen, and uh, uh, fucking Snyder was like – kind of casting him as Olsen is kind of a stunt. So people would be like, oh, Ooh. Jesse Eisenberg's in this. Right. And, and but then they're off. like, well, we're going to kill him right away. And it's Barrymore. just going to kind of throw people. But then when he had him in the role, he was like, oh, wait, maybe he should be Lex. Yeah, so Zack Snyder came. So there was some talk about Jimmy Olsen this week. So basically, Zack Snyder came out and said, uh, I think it was an Entertainment Weekly article, that the unnamed cameraman uh, who is with Lois Lane in the desert, who gets shot in the head about six minutes into the movie. That was Jimmy Olsen. So, uh, One of the world's most beloved characters, apparently. I'm not super familiar with the Superman lore. Yeah, I mean, people like Jimmy Olsen, like and I, I think it's weird to, to kill off a character. And then, like, posthumously or later on, basically, name him. It's yeah, really it's, it's just, I guess in the extended version of the movie, you're going to see that it was Jimmy Olsen. But it is weird, because it's part of, like, you wouldn't do that. Like, you wouldn't, it's the equivalent of having a Batman movie and the, you just see like some old guy get shot. And then afterwards, like, Oh guys, guess what? That was Alfred. Like, okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. Dumbledore's gay yeah. the entire time. <laughs> he was gay. Yeah. I, that kind of, that's really weird. So, but yeah, I guess originally uh, Snyder wanted to uh, bring Eisenberg in uh, and cast him as Jimmy Olsen and kind of have it be like big casting news where 
people would be like, wow, that's really cool, and then kill him off early on. Kind of like a all bets are off, anything can happen. But like you said, Jake, that's kind of a stunt. Like, that's not good storytelling. Like, and I think Abby mentioned Drew Barrymore. Yeah, it worked for Josh Holloway and um, Mission Impossible. What? Time out. Guys, that for me is such a big moment. <laughs> so just to let everyone know, Josh Sawyer's Holloway be in a movie. played Sawyer on Lost, and Abby uh, is putting him may on the may not have had a little crush on, him. on the uh, level of Jesse Eisenberg as far as stature yeah, in Hollywood. He's just as important. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, kind of a stunt and uh, kind of weird. But but yeah, that happens early on in the movie, and that's kind of one of those another one of those scenes that plays a big role in the movie and kind of sets everything up. But while I'm watching it, like when, when you see the scene where Lois Lane is, is got a gun to her head and Superman shows up and he saves her. I thought this was like, okay, we're, we're, we're reintroducing the world to Superman and he just saved Lois Lane. But that all ended up being like this really integral part to the story with like the bullet and the fact that the bullet was like black market uh-huh. and it was actually manufactured by LexCorp. It was all this like jumping around Lois and I was like, Lois Lane and her bullet. Yeah. Lois Lane's I'm running around the rescued. movie with a little bullet in a bag. And like, it's like, what the fuck? Why am I supposed to care? Yeah, there were about a lot this? of movies going on. There was a lot of things going on. I think that's why there's so much revisionist history and like why there were so many weird scenes added later on and all that. I just, I feel like this movie was a giant casserole. Like instead of featuring all the flavors and like a nice layering and like putting the foundation down in a way that like Marvel does their characters and explains things in a way like maybe Superman could have been in the way that like Captain America has been handled and like the conflict between him and Iron Man is going to unfold in um, I feel like Superman could have been played in the same way and like could have been sort of like a comedic juxtaposition against like what what's what's modern day and like why he doesn't fit in as an alien kind of thing even Thor would have been like a good uh, note like character to take notes from like the way that he is assimilating into our universe and that kind of a thing like make Superman a little more human in some ways because when he's on screen like that there isn't you don't feel emotions and it is kind of bizarre when you see him and amy adams like go into town in the bathtub like it's kind of bizarre (laughs) yeah i i agree and i feel like superman should be happy like just you know he doesn't have to be happy okay he doesn't have to be super happy but i feel like superman just wouldn't care enough to be so depressed he would be like oh really batman doesn't like me well i'm an alien and i could kill everybody if i want Mm -hmm. like Batman or Superman knows I've got what a his, great ass. Yeah. So, I mean, he does. He, <laughs> he su- does. Superman knows what his intentions are. He wouldn't give a fuck what anybody else thinks because he knows Superman knows he could kill everybody if he wanted. He knows what he can do. He knows what his powers are. He doesn't he has nothing to be depressed about constantly. You know, he'd be like, oh, he doesn't like me. I don't care. I'm fucking Superman. Right. Like right. what? I don't know. I don't understand it. Yeah, and it's like, so as the movie unfolds and we kind of see, like, so we're introduced to to Ben Affleck, right? And he's branding, uh, he's branding his victims or the people, not his victims, but the people that he's they're criminals. They're criminals. Right. He's the branding them with the bat, right? And and because what, that for is supposed to be a death wish, like when you right, go to prison, right? So it kind of I goes, wish it had been explored more because I think that's fucking cool. Well, that's a whole storyline in itself. Yeah, like you could see a comic series like unfold over a year where Batman's branding people and the chaos that causes like in the prison system. Yeah, I like the prison system stuff. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of glossed over, and that's that's kind of Clark's big beef with Batman is that 
this guy's taking the law into his own hand and he's costing these criminals their lives. And they, they allude to like, oh, Batman only patrols the bad neighborhoods. So once again, trying to make like this political statement, the political statement. And um, it's just like that dynamic is weird. I would I want to see this unfold where you see Batman, like Jake said, you see Batman doing his stuff and Superman doing his stuff saving people doing batman and superman things and let this conflict build up because by time the fight actually happens you don't have enough like you have a two-hour movie but you're not a bunch of threads it's extremely loose right you're not invested into this version of batman yet you know because it is batman and we all know batman but this is the first time we've ever seen this version of batman on screen and now he's fighting Superman, and we're supposed to care, and it's supposed to be the battle of the century. But the reason why I'm excited for Captain America and uh, Iron Man to throw down is because we've seen two Captain America movies and three Iron Man movies and two Avengers movies, and the Marvel Cinematic Universe has been building towards this head since right. 2008, and it's all it's all going to be a giant. Explosion. We all want to punch Captain America in his perfect teeth. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And this has been like three years of buildup of, hey, Batman and Superman, they're going to fight. They're going to fight each other. And they don't really even fight each other. They build up to the battle. And then if you think the buildup is weak, then the reason why they make up is even weaker. Like, go for it. Oh, it's my the God. Worst it's thing Martha, ever. Martha, Martha, y'all. We're it's talking. Terrible. How dumb is that? I'm so sorry. I, uh, and also the other thing about that, like Amy Adams just like popping in there, like showing up out of, I don't know how she got into that scene, but she was there obviously. Neither does she. Right, exposition, right. I know. And then also with like the, uh, the kryptonite spear, like she could have definitely gone down into that pool to retrieve it the second time so that Superman wouldn't have been so knocked out. And also I feel like Wonder Woman had things pretty under control when she was taking Doomsday down with that fucking (laughs) lasso of truth, yeah? And fucking... Batman still had some of those kryptonite grenades. I feel like they were doing a pretty good job. I don't know why Superman had to bite it. Obviously, he didn't. Sorry to get to the very end of the movie, but I'm pretty sure we heard a little heartbeat. Abby. That was my rant. Abby. <laughs> yeah. you, you brought it up, so I have to hit what was my... <laughs> oh, Martha, like, go back. This was the funny... No, 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 not the Martha thing. Oh. You, you brought up the spear. And the this, this scene where... Uh, Lois Lane tries to grab the spear. This was one of the two times that I audibly laughed out loud. <laughs> it's something I shouldn't have been laughing at. You know, you shouldn't, when, so you laugh harder. When Superman saves Lois Lane when she's trying to get the spear, and then Superman's like, oh, I'll go get it. <laughs> <laughs> and he, like, j- he jumps yeah. in the water and then just floats up. Like, oh, he almost kills himself God. trying to get the spear. Then she rescues him. I'm like, what the it's fuck like, is happening? All right, happening? you go, girl, but, like, also, what the fuck? Handle your shit. Stop needing to get rescued. Like, the third time she needed rescuing, I was like, all right, I hope this is it. Like, this better be it, right? Why did it, this movie made me hate Amy Adams. Like, I really liked her a lot. Like, I liked the Muppet movie. I really liked American Hustle. Like, I wanted to, and I didn't, I think I kind of liked her in Man of Steel. She was probably the thing that I liked most about that movie. But Jesus Christ, her little, like, storyline with the bullet and, like, well, now you have to figure out about it. I, just, I didn't buy it. I found her to be grating. Um, but you know what? I fucking loved Wonder Woman, and she made up for pretty much everything. So, not everything, but she was she was reason for me to watch this movie twice and to like, yeah. sit through the entire thing. Because 
But as much Girl, as she looked good. But as much as I liked Wonder Woman, and I think her solo movie is going to probably be really good, probably better than this movie, I still feel like by shoehorning her in, <laughs> you're forcing something that could have used some more. Like, if this movie would have just had a post-credit scene Ooh. that alluded to her. What a smart idea. And they would have never, <laughs> and they never, like, revealed that she was going to be in it. Like, if they would, here's the thing. If The Force Awakens can keep Han Solo under wraps, like him dying, if they can keep that under wraps and no one knows about it. And Luke Skywalker's, like, Yeah, and Luke Skywalker's, like, movies, you can keep things secret, right? You just need a J.J. Abrams. I think it could have worked if maybe they just had her in there. Um, You know... Uh, Bruce Wayne runs into her a couple times, like at the party, and you find uh, out like she stole that device. Uh, I think they could have kept that stuff, yeah. but never have her show up as Wonder Woman. So people would be like, "Hey, that's that's Diana. Like that's she's going to be Wonder Woman. She's like checking shit out." That might have been cool. So we can see that she's there and see that she's involved in what's happening. But we don't need to see. But her we don't on have AIM. to see her. Like, yeah, oh, we're gonna get that. I mean, we're I mean, gonna honestly. Get Honestly, like, I don't understand. All right. But, Jake, you just brought this up. I do have to say one thing. As much as I like Ben Affleck in this movie, and as much as I think his portrayal of Batman is probably going to lead to some more great performances, Bruce Wayne, his detective skills in this movie, though at times pretty great, the scene where they're at Lex Luthor's house, that he was that was some weak sauce he was bringing <laughs> to the table. Mm-hmm. And I love all sorts of sauces. Oh, I love and that was weak sauce. In a matter of just like three minutes, Bruce Wayne, you know, he's he's trying to um, steal the uh, encrypted data from Lex Luthor. He is caught by Superman, which will give him that. Superman's got supersonic hearing, so he he heard yeah. him on, on which the... which I really liked that. I, I like really, that. That I was really like oh, I like that what was you did there. I liked. I yeah. liked that. That was okay. He's also caught by Mercy. By Mercy, the cute assistant. The cute assistant. That's the one that's ridiculous. Oh, it is ridiculous. Well, she's on top of things. She's a great admin. (laughs) Ah, this was going to be perfect. I really screwed it up. He's caught by Lex Luthor's assistant, and he's caught by Diana as well. Yeah. So, in a matter of a couple seconds, the great detective Bruce Wayne is, uh, he's caught three times by three different people. Three different people. So, yeah. Kind of lame. You know what, though? Like, I will say... Batman, Batman's probably my favorite part of the movie. Like, I like, um, I, I mentioned earlier that he stabs a guy. Right. He definitely fucking stabs a guy. Like, with a knife. Yeah. Batman oh, yeah. stabs a guy. Batman's killing people in this movie. Yeah. You know, dude, if this was the Batman, if if this Batman was the Batman from, uh, was in The Dark Knight Rises... He would have killed Bane so early. Oh, so he would fast. not. He would not have had a problem with Bane at all. He no. just would have been like, "Okay, I'm just going to shoot this guy because he's annoying me." Yeah. Uh, I like this Batman. I liked how mean and tough he is. I'm okay with Batman murdering people. Mm-hmm. Um, and the scene where uh, he goes to rescue Martha, and uh, you know, Alfred drops him off on what level two, and he fights all those thugs. Yep. That is the best scene yes. in this movie, and I wish there was more of that. It was yeah. super good. It's that's some of the best Batman, you know, 
that's some of the best Batman stuff we've ever seen. Well, the like, way he moves in that suit is – that's the best suit we've seen on screen. It's, yeah. it's very good. That whole – Batman's done very well. Now, I, I do think that Batman uh, you know, would maybe be smarter to try to kill Superman. Uh, but – Right. I, I, I think Batman was, was done pretty well. He's my favorite part of the movie. Yeah, and that's a stark contrast. So if you think about the Dark Knight trilogy, like uh, Bruce's whole training in the League of Shadows and him leaving and going back to Gotham, like it all the, – the pinnacle moment was when he would not uh, – assassinate right he would not kill he would yeah not, he wouldn't kill the he guy. would not sever the head of that uh convicted uh criminal yeah so that rule is established and it is touched upon defines his character it defines bruce wayne it defines that version of bruce wayne um if you go back to the old michael keaton uh batman it's not really talked about that much it doesn't really feel like he blatantly killed people but there's definitely scenes in batman 89 where he's like blowing shit up with the Batmobile, where he's probably not that a little concerned. bit ambivalent, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure he sets somebody on fire at some <laughs> <Yeah>. point. <laughs> Who are you? There's gray area, right? Um, so he, yeah, he kind of lets the Joker fall to his death. Yeah, uh, there is that. There's a couple things, but uh, this, it, it, yeah, it, it's uh, this. Like I said earlier, this is a brutal it's like a face turn right? version of Batman, and I think that. If we do get a solo Batman movie or two, I really do hope they're prequels because I have a feeling he wasn't always like this. And we see in the Batcave, we see Robin's uh, costume hanging there with with the spray Jokes paint on, on it. Um, so let's just have a, uh, a you know death in the family storyline. Let's mm-hmm. put that on screen. That's something I would really want to see. Yeah, I want to see how this version of Batman got to be so brutal. Yeah. Um, and I just hope he doesn't soften up now that he's friends with uh, Superman and Wonder Woman. Oh, yeah. I, you know what I want him to do? You know what they should do in the next Justice League movie? You know how in the last Avengers movie, Captain America keeps getting on to everybody for swearing? Yes. I want I want Superman to keep getting on to Bruce Wayne for killing people. Yeah. Uh, I thought <laughs> we just said be no like, killing. Just be like, Bruce, what did we say? Bruce. You know, right. and he's like sorry dude just get get a young john connor in there to be like you can't just go around killing killing people people. (laughs) why guys guys so there's something there's something we haven't talked about okay let's talk about these dream sequences yeah this is like what's happening this is a huge part of the movie is i think Zack snyder just fell asleep for a little while (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah so uh the most um the most important dream sequence in the movie is uh, what's being referred as to the nightmare sequence. Night spelled K-N-I-G-H-T. Get it? Um, get it. No, I don't. I don't get it at all. Okay, so the Dark Knight. It's one of the nicknames. One of the many nicknames. <laughs> uh, okay, so we see. Uh, we're just. What are we gonna call him? Steampunk Batman. Diesel Punk. Diesel Punk Batman. Uh, Specifically, he's so, got the yeah. cowl. Because that's more art deco. He's got the goggles from Party City. Oh, they look good. Are those Holtzman goggles? <laughs> I think so. Those? I'm waiting on mine. Um, and he's got like a long brown trench coat. Mm-hmm. And like a, a turtleneck. Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say, he looks badass. He looks cool. Yeah. He looks very and the, cool. And this is a scene that we it's saw look, yeah. early on in the trailers, right? And it, and 
So basically, people disputed it because of the makeup issue when the cowl is ripped off. You see, there's obviously black makeup, and then it's absent. But it's a dream sequence. Yeah, I mean, but there's always going to be black makeup on the eyes of superheroes in movies. It's just an accepted yeah. thing. Um, but yeah, so we've got the sequence where it, he's in the desert. We it's it, kind of like a post-apocalyptic. We see the ruins of a city. Maybe Gotham, maybe Metropolis. That's uh, not really explained. It's fucked up. And then we've got, uh, I guess, the Omega symbol of Darkseid. So Darkseid's going to be the big bad that they're introducing. Basically, what everybody's calling DC's version of Thanos. Um, but uh, DC aficionados will probably, you know, come and Get kick me in the... Get super pissed and send us emails and make us memes. Please do. <laughs> uh, right. Make us a meme. Um, so we see the Omega... And then we see the Parademons, Right. Uh, that the insects, it, right? Yeah, flying in. And then it's uh, these armored soldiers, these SWAT team-looking soldiers with the Superman patches. I love those patches. And, uh, and they you know, they end up – they I mean, he, Bruce is kicking ass in the scene. He's he's really – but he's just overwhelmed. There's like 20 of these guys or whatever. It's like a fake-out, like a stage thing, right? Right. Um, and then they capture him, right? And, and then you see Superman come in and pull off the mask. And it's just this really – I mean, if we, I mean, Jacob, you know, there's issues with some of the visuals in this movie and a lot of it's very bleak, but this scene in particular really stands out as one of the moments I'm going to remember from this movie. What did you think about it? Yeah, I liked it. It was, it was fun. It was super different. And, um, even though it's a dream sequence, I really liked seeing Superman just like murder two people with his fucking heat vision yeah yeah that was crazy like mm -hmm. that kind of stuff seeing that kind of stuff is jarring especially you know even though it's a dream it's still like holy crap superman just like killed these two dudes well we're calling um, it a dream but i mean they're setting up movies yeah it could well, be an but, alternate timeline it could be a premonition well this is what i think it is um after doing some research i'm pretty sure it's supposed to be a vision of the future. It's what's going to yeah. happen. Dark seed, you know, that's dark. You just said it. That's his Omega symbol. The parademons are his little lackeys. Yeah. And, uh, he has a, he has a thing for getting people under his control, mind control and that thing. And I think this is supposed to be a vision of the future. This is what's going to happen. He's going to show up. He's going to fuck things up and he's going to get Superman under his control. Um, and right after the dream, uh, you get that that weird uh, thing from the from the Flash shows up, and I think they put that directly after the dream just to confuse you, to make you wonder if it's a dream or not. Right. Uh, so, yeah. Cause... Well, Bruce wakes up from the dream, and then you see, uh, I guess, the Flash coming through the computer screen that he's in front of. You know, he's waiting on the uh, encryption files to. Uh, uh, for for Lex Luthor, and um, you see the Flash come through, and he says a couple lines of dialogue. He says, "Am I too early? Lois is the key," and it's kind of this intense thing. Did not realize you it was were the right Flash. About him, right? Um, yeah, right off the bat. But uh, second viewing, um, yeah, yeah, and I mean, that, it's just it's come out that that's probably the Flash. But um, but then Bruce wakes up again. It's like a dream within, within a dream. Time. It's Batception. When we're asleep, our mind can do almost anything. So yeah, this dream sequence, it plays uh, an important role. And one of the complaints coming out of it was that there was no payoff. And I'm okay with not getting a payoff within the same movie. Um, I hope that they come back to this. I would like to see this be like a running theme. Maybe we see a couple... Maybe this is like... Uh, 
something down the road we see in Justice League Part 2 where there's a, a, a lot of anticipation. But, Jake, I definitely agree with you and Abby as well. Uh, this was a really cool scene, and I was I was really happy that uh, it lived up to what we saw in the trailers. Yeah, I agree. It was it was it was a little bit of fun and a not so fun movie. Well, that's that's the one thing I've said a couple a couple people have asked me about my opinions about the movie this week, and I've never and what I've told people is I've never really had a movie where there's some stuff I really really like, and in a movie that I don't love. I don't know if I like this movie, but there's parts of it that I really like a lot. I really like Ben Affleck. I really liked Wonder Woman. I really liked Jesse Eisenberg, although I could see why people might be adverse to his performance. As far as other supporting characters, I mean, Alfred's are usually pretty great. Mm-hmm. By definition, they usually get good actors. Except to play for Al- on Gotham. Yeah, that guy on Gotham kind of sucks. He was a super mean Alfred. It's kind of mean. Well... Gotham in general kind of yeah. sucks. That show's not that good. But uh, Jeremy Irons, he's awesome. <clears throat> he was awesome in this movie. Yeah, he was super good, and I like that he wasn't he he wasn't really like a butler in this movie. He was just basically like he's almost just like Batman's sidekick. You know, you don't see him doing any butler stuff. In fact, I'm pretty sure I saw Bruce Wayne give Alfred some coffee. Yeah, yeah. he did. Well, so I think it, what it, I read was that at the beginning of the movie, um, you know, you see Alfred at the funeral. Uh, at the Wayne's funeral, and in this version, he's not their butler. He was actually the head of Wayne's uh, security. Oh well, there you. We'll see. That makes hey, that, that makes way more sense. Let's let's not explain it in the movie, though. <laughs> I would prefer to not know that. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of Christ. research you have to do to figure this thing out. But yeah, Jeremy Irons was awesome, and uh, I like I like the relationship between him. And Bruce, it was another stark contrast. It was a lot. The one thing I was happy about was that this Batman and this Alfred and this world does feel a lot different than Christopher Nolan's trilogy. And the, yeah. and the Tim Burton movies as well. Um, but obviously the Nolan movies were, you know, much more recent. Except for the open was a little bit similar. Except for the exact same origin story. Which I'm sure we'll see again in a future Batman film. But Except as... this time Bruce Wayne gets lifted up by the bats. He does. Dude, that was so weird to me when that was happening. I was just like, All wait, are why? Off. I was like, Batman's flying? And <laughs> I was <laughs> like, I don't understand this. And then, you know, it was a dream. So I was like, okay, okay. Superman's jealous. That's why they fight. Uh, guys, let me tell you. Let me tell you the second thing that I laughed out loud inappropriately at during this movie. So, Superman dies, and it's the front page of the paper. Right. Superman is dead. So we see the newspaper. We flip over the next page, and it's like, oh yeah. Also, Clark Kent dies. Clark Kent, same time died. <laughs> why would he? Why would a small like? kind of not important news reporter who mostly reported on sports yeah like like like, guess who guess who else died guys not only did superman not only did the the messiah die also clark that chiseled jaw and like unforgettable face (laughs) that we see every day here at the office oh man that was Uh, one of the funny uh the scenes one of the only parts where i laughed and it was like 
naturally when it was intended to happen was when Lawrence Fishburne is like, where did he go? Like, where does he go? Talking about Superman. And that girl, oh, like, yeah. she's like, I don't know. But then he says something dumb. He's like, clicks his heels two times. And he's back in Kansas, I suppose. And it's like, not funny. And you're, I don't know. I just don't think Zack Snyder <laughs> understands like humor. Or something. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. A, Snyder. It's like, there's a lot of beating you over the head in this movie. It's like, get it. Get it? Did Dragon you get it? Con. Well, here's get Superman. It? Dragon it's Con. Dragon Con. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That um, was good. Two two things. So okay, so Superman's dead, right? Superman dies. He he's killed um you know, saving the world from doomsday. Right. Uh how do we feel about that? You know, whatever. I, I didn't really no. care, honestly. I didn't give a shit. Well well, just when I say that is like you know, going into this movie, everyone was saying how it was going to borrow heavily from uh, The Dark Knight Returns, um, but they kind of, in the third act, just shoved Death in of Superman. Death of Superman. Exactly, yeah. They they just snuck it in there. Uh, I, whatever, I was okay with it. But, you know, you know Superman's not dead, obviously. They show right. us that he's not dead. But why? This is Okay, this is how I think... Uh, the, the first Justice League movie is going to open. Okay? This is my prediction. So, the the lid of the coffin flies off. Okay. Superman flies out of the coffin. He goes straight to Bruce Wayne's house. And he's like, hey, Bruce, why why didn't you just take my body and, and put it in the fucking healing pool in my ship? Oh, my God. Because you knew that that existed, right? Aren't you aware that that's how Doomsday was born? Right. Like... I don't understand why they didn't just put him in there. Right. So that would make too much sense. It would make too much too sense. Much sense. Um, yeah. Well, let's talk about it. I mean, that, that, that was the third act of the movie was the creation of doomsday who, um, obviously is, you know, out of the comics. Doomsday was the character that did, uh, kill Superman, which, so <laughs> when Superman dies, it's not that surprising. Uh, no. because that's that was a major storyline in the early yeah, 90s. Yeah, except, except in the comics, Doomsday is a big deal. He's a big villain. He's, he's he, you know, he can speak. He's not just like a dumb every... In the movie, he's just like a monster. He's just another mindless creature yeah. that they got to face. He's not this big main thing that, you know, that Superman's dealt with before. So they kind of take a little bit of punch out of the death in that way. But that being said, I liked doomsday because, you know, I, I liked watching Batman and Superman fight a monster, you know, out of, out of every Superman film and every Batman movie we got villains are always humans. So it was fun to, it was fun. I actually, did I just say that I had fun watching did this you movie? Have a little bit of fun. I liked watching them fight a giant monster because usually that's something you only get to see in a cartoon. Well, mm-hmm. Superman in Doomsday in space fighting was amazing. Yeah, that looked so good. But I was getting pissed because I was like, "Why wasn't? Why isn't there anything like this earlier in the movie?" Yeah, like, yeah. do we need the two hour and fifteen minute build up just to have like? To me, it's like, well, it's just not worth it because I want to see this is a superhero movie. I want to see superheroes kicking ass throughout the movie. You want to see Superman flying and not just landing with a thud over and over again. Right. Superhero landing. Yeah. Superhero landing. Super heavy. Do it every time. (laughs) Oh, that's the thing, too. So, yeah, I I thought that stuff with Doomsday, uh, it it was okay. Uh, 
it was actually once he's there and they're fighting and Wonder Woman shows up, there's some pretty cool stuff. But again, it's that thing, like you said, Jake, where it's just kind of thrown in there and it just kind of comes out of uh, Doomsday. It's it's not a buildup. It's not uh, uh, it's not a mega villain that everybody was forewarned about. It's just Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor, you know, cut his hand in the ship and did like a little ritual and he grew a Doomsday. Right. Yeah. Like he's some. Plan. Like, he somehow knew that bleeding on a dead body of a kryptonite and putting it in that pool would turn into some monster. Like, Well, he got all how... the information from well, the he ship. He's Siri. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was very familiar with that. Well, he, he develops technology in between playing basketball and right, playing at right. his tech company. Um, Pissing in jars and shit. Yes. Well, I would, be, I would be remiss if to uh, not bring up what I feel is the most glaring piece of garbage that exists in this movie. And I know, I hope our listeners don't think we're just being like overly negative because what we're going to get to, we're going to, we're, we're going to end this with some positivity. Right. But I do have to say something. If you are trying to launch a new cinematic universe and introduce us to new characters that have not been on the screen before having wonder woman sit on her laptop, looking at viral videos of Aquaman and Cyborg and the Flash might be the least impactful and most embarrassing way to do it. Yeah, and it's also done. Isn't that scene where she finally gets to see all those? Isn't it right before the Batman and Superman fight? Like, it's it's cut in a way where they're ramping up and you're like, okay, here comes the fight. Two hours in, we're finally going to get the fight. And then it cuts to that shit. Yeah. yeah, it's weird. Oh, this movie is edited. I don't. I think they shot like a seven-hour movie and did not know how to put it together because there are times where like, like it doesn't even. Anytime make... Wonder Woman's there, you don't know why. It's very confusing. It is very confusing. She's all over the place. She's here. She's there. She's on a plane. She's off the plane. Same thing with Lois Lane. She's here. She's in Goth or she's in Metropolis. She's in DC. She's back. She's in a hotel. Like it's just all over the place and. They don't do a great job of – usually when you're watching a movie and you go from scene to scene, you're subconsciously processing the story. But there's been – there's multiple times in this movie where I'm literally not watching the movie and I'm like thinking out loud like, wait, why, how, what? Did yeah, he yeah, have and, motivation, right? Yeah, yeah and, the, and the biggest question that I had is like, is Wonder Woman's sword like in her carry-on bag? Or did she check <laughs> did she her check shield at the gate? I don't understand. She's riding coach. Doesn't she have her What's own plane? Happening? She has her own plane. That's what I thought. And where was she going in the beginning, too? Oh my god, I don't know. That that's, that's the problem. Questions. Like we we keep saying it, but I think the biggest problem here is that there are six movies in this movie, yeah. and they really, really should have just done. They really should just have done a sequel to Man of Steel. And just throw a little bit of Batman in it. Like, yeah. tiny bit of Batman. They should have done a standalone Batman movie and threw a tiny bit of Superman in it. You know, they, they should have done all these movies separately first. Um, that's, I think, the biggest problem with this thing. Right. And then to shoehorn in... There's a lot of shoehorning. But to shoehorn in the clip of Jason Momoa as Aquaman, I thought... That made me go... My reaction to that was, okay, I might just skip that movie. Because that looks stupid. It was a weird... It was like a weird moment of pose where he he pauses for so long for the camera. I'm like, what is he doing? He was making an Why Instagram is this so video. Long? 
dude, the, he was making the, a vine. Yeah, he was, <laughs> dude. The the cyborg thing seemed like something out of a sci-fi channel movie. That yes. was one of the like. That was not even one of the worst parts of the movie. That was one of the worst things I've seen in an actual. movie. It like, felt like the breadening. <laughs> reference him, number two exactly like i don't even know why i'm talking this camera anymore all the roads are closed i'm building this half human <laughs> uh yeah it was weird jake you nailed it on the head it felt like something off the sci-fi channel like a made for tv movie and it's weird because okay there are dc and comic book fanatics who know everything there is to know about cyborg but 99 percent of the audience watching this movie in theaters does not and they're going to watch that, and they're not going to know what's going on, and they're not going to be excited. The Flash was the one I could, like, kind of get it. Like, most people know The Flash. Most people know that, like, like the, the, the scene where he's, you know, you see the thing in the convenience store. Like, people, people can grasp onto that. But how weird was it that on the file that Lex Luthor has, they have, like, the logos of the superheroes. The WWE Network logo <laughs> for Wonder Woman? <laughs> yeah, like, like... Lex Luthor went ahead and created everybody's logos for him. What do you guys think about this for Aquaman? Is this good? Yeah. I, I, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I like I'm, naming him, I'm naming him Aquaman, by the way. Yeah, I just fired my whole design team. I'm doing all the graphic design from, <laughs> just... from now on for the metahumans. Yeah, I know. I'm self-taught. It's. I think it's pretty good. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I went to DeVry in between my basketball camp. <laughs> guys what is this movie i don't know but another thing that is okay so i was thinking about this i was thinking about the the individual uh, actors in the marvel movies right so we have scarlett johansson and we've got chris hemsworth and we've got chris evans and robert downey jr and mark ruffalo like there's just a pedigree to these actors and they're great in these roles. Pet i just want to pet them <laughs> and then i think about what we have in this movie like ben affleck great henry cavill uh I think there's a great Superman movie for him to make. I just haven't seen it yet. Gal Gadot, I had some questions going in. She's fine. But then we have The Flash and Cyborg. I I wouldn't know those actors if they were standing in front of me. You've got Jason Momoa, who, yeah, he was on season one. I'd know him if he's standing behind me. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Are you the mother of Dragon Doggy Style? Yes. Oh my god, yo. Dragon style. Dragon style. Uh, So yeah, Jason Momoa. That's your viral video. Season one, or season one and two, whatever it was, of Game of Thrones, didn't talk. Like, this is not, like, I don't... He doesn't need to, he's underwater. (laughs) That's probably why, he's perfect. Um... (laughs) And then I read that, you know, there's going to be a Green Lantern corn movie. <laughs> there's going to be a Green Lantern corn movie. Not Anthony Kiedis. What's right. Jonathan, Jonathan Davis. Jonathan, Jonathan Davis. Davis. Sorry, y'all. Um, God. No, but, he's going to be playing. Somebody's yeah, acting. Follow the leader. Right. No, there's going to be Underwater. a Green Lantern uh, core movie. And the rumored actor is um, Tyrese Gibson of the Fast and the Furious movies. No, that'd be perfect. Or Tyrese. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Like, why him? There's a million great actors. He's not one of them. Or at least he hasn't proven himself to me thus far. Craig, I feel like um I feel like the staff for Marvel, whoever, you know, the creative staff, whoever writes the movies, I feel like the group of them got together and they're like, okay guys. Batman versus Superman. This could be the one they could catch up with us here. We better go see it. I feel like they go to a screening 
It's all Marvel, you know, company, company heads, all these people. They watch the movie credits roll. They're all wide eyed looking at each other and they're just like, nope, we're good. Yeah, we're good. I think we're good. Let's go make we're good guys. Ant-Man movies. Get some Sundays. Le- yeah. Let's go make, you know, some amazing, let's go write an amazing film. Right. Well, and that's the problem. I mean, that, that to me is the problem because if you look at Marvel, you have these great filmmakers right you've got the russo brothers you've got joss whedon you've got james gunn james gunn you've got uh you know iron man was uh john favreau right so you've got these like all these filmmakers that come from different places and then of course dc gives us Zack snyder Zack snyder is not to me he's not that different than michael bay you're gonna have some fun there's gonna be some explosions aesthetically pleasing but you're gonna come out of the movie and probably feel a little bit empty inside (laughs) and that's that's kind of unfortunately how because like imagine if they didn't get ben affleck imagine take ben affleck out of this movie and insert i don't know whoever another actor that isn't uh to the pedigree uh not an oscar jason bateman (laughs) Bateman returns. Bateman begins. Imagine Jason Bateman in this movie. What would we imagine? Actually, it'd probably be funnier. Jason Bateman and Michael Sarah's. It'd be funnier, yeah. It's just an Arrested Development extended universe. Right. Um, No. I enjoy that. But but all all seriousness, I mean, it's just. But but we we have to say this. We're saying this. We're we're venting. We're talking about what we like and what we don't like. This movie is making a ton of money. Yeah, I went on a Monday morning at the first showing of this movie. Like, the regular D, the cheap one. There was a line... Regular D. Oh, like not 3D. Like not 3D, yeah. Like the most basic model, the stripped-down version. And there was a line out the door. um, And then once I got in there inside throughout, like I was 10 minutes late. I had to sit in the very last row. And like I said, this was like a Monday. It was tons of families, tons of kids. Like... They were everywhere, and it was, you know, it, people are going to see this movie because it's Batman vs. Superman, and those are extremely familiar, like, household names, and no matter what the fuck it is, people are going to sit through it for that, like, duking it out at the very end. They want to see the B vs. S-ing, you know? <laughs> well, <laughs> exactly. The movie's going to make money no matter what because it's called Batman vs. Superman. It, yeah. it could be any pile of garbage Just and like it's going to make money. <laughs> no one's gonna see that um as of recording uh on wednesday night march 29th march 30th i don't know when it is but as of right now it's made 193 million north america another 308 worldwide so they're over a half a billion dollars and they haven't gotten to their second weekend yet it's uh i think they said the worldwide gross was the biggest comic book movie opening of all time so this movie was actually critic proof because Rotten Tomatoes is at like 29%. The critics do not like this movie. Uh, there's people out there saying that they're being unfair to it, that, you know, the Marvel's got them in their pocket. That's a bunch of nonsense. Go look at the critical scores for the last three Batman movies and man of steel as well. Like those are, those are well-reviewed movies. Uh, and, uh, yeah, this didn't strike chords with the critics, but the, the fan base and the, the general movie going public, um, are very, very, very much into into this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so don't be so sad, Ben Affleck. It's okay. <laughs> oh, and that viral video went out this week. Uh, Jake, did you see that, the sad Ben Affleck video? I did. Um, 
Okay. He's got nothing to be sad about. He's got nothing to be sad about. Yeah, no, he doesn't. And I mean, it's not, like I said earlier, he, he was probably the best part of the film. Yeah. Um, and seeing Ben Affleck play Batman is, is the thing that I'm most excited about going forward with the DC universe. Yeah. Well, let's have a little bit of fun here before we wrap up. Um, looking at the Batman aspects of this movie. Where, where, as a Batman movie, where, where does this fall in the pantheon, and where does Ben Affleck fall in in the the list of uh, actors who have played Batman? We can include. Now let's not even include Adam West because that's stupid. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Right. Um, we were all but, born in the eighties. But uh, as a Batman movie, taking in the you know the the four in the nineties and then the three Nolan films in this one, where where does this rank? That's hard to do. I, I mean, Jake, you're good. You got to do it. You got to do it. You got to. I mean, the, give the people <laughs> what they want. I mean, if we're talking, if we're talking like uh, this as a movie, then it's not going to rank very high. But if we're just taking the Batman out of it and just ranking the Batman, mm-hmm. I would put him pretty high up there. You know, uh, I I thought Christian Bale was the best Batman for a while, but I recently, you know, what the other day. I, I was watching clips from The Dark Knight Rises because I really hated that movie. Mm-hmm. And I was watching clips and I was like, this is kind of silly. I was like, Christian Bale's Batman is kind of silly. The voice is weird to me now. It wasn't ever weird before, but now it is. Mm-hmm. And, I'm, I, I, and I haven't watched well, ladies, like Ben Affleck's voice. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Jacob Walsh has been removed from the Yes Have Some podcast. <laughs> He's getting booted. Dude, I don't know. I don't. I just I haven't watched any of those movies in a long in a while. Uh, the Dark Knight I really liked. You know I thought it was really good, but I, I feel like I would need to go watch them again. I, I'm kind of questioning whether or not they're going to hold up to me. I we watched Dark Knight Rises just the other night. I really enjoyed it. I like Anne Hathaway a lot. I think she kicks a tremendous amount of ass in that movie. And I'm predisposed. I love the fuck out of Tom Hardy. So I liked his Bane. Yeah, I think the voice is off-putting and it's not exactly menacing. Um, but I think there is real terror in that opening scene, like on the plane. Um, where does this Batman vs Superman like? I definitely. Well, I guess we can't really rank it right, as a Batman hard. movie. But where does Ben Affleck? Right, you know. You guys are poking holes into my. He's my... above Clooney, <laughs> but like that's. I think that's about it for me. Everyone else is. So your your top. ranking goes what? Starting at the top. Val Kilmer, Michael Keaton. Uh, Wait, Val Bale. Val Kilmer's your favorite Batman? Yeah, I don't give a fuck, y'all. Okay. I have an emotional okay. attachment to Batman Forever. And I know it's, like, it's not a total steaming piece of garbage. Um, there's, like, a lot of merit to it. It gets, it's, like, it gets thrown out. Like, it's the baby that gets thrown out with the bathwater that is Batman and Robin, which that's a terrible monstrosity. But Batman Forever is just a movie that I enjoy watching. It was a movie that I wasn't allowed to see as a kid, and I have very vivid memories of, like, sitting at a Taco Bell and eating a gordita and, like, looking up at the sticker display on the window of Batman mm-hmm. Forever and just pining after it and just, <laughs> wanting to know more and being so mad at my fucking parents because they wouldn't take me to see that movie and i also wasn't allowed to see batman and robin and i wanted to see that one too because i was really into alicia silverstone and i was really into the nipples so i really wanted to fucking see that movie too so the joel schumacher universe is something that i actually care about it's kind of 
weird and bizarre, but like it's it's something I like, and I definitely like yeah. Which makes me think maybe I'll grow to like this movie like later on. Maybe it'll age better for me. And uh, Abigail Gardner has been removed from the SF. Got the boot, y'all. See you later. No, I actually agree. I actually have gotten to pretty heated disputes because. Uh, there is a revisionist history that loops Batman and Robin in with Batman Forever, and those are two very different movies. Um, I mean, yeah, Batman Forever is over the top and has its cheesiness, um, but it is Batman and Robin is pure camp. They didn't even pure try. trash. Um, but it's funny you bring up before we continue Batman Forever. Did you think Jesse Eisenberg was channeling a little bit of Jim Carrey Riddler? Ooh, the Edward Nigma. Yeah, he he definitely was. You know, at one point in during uh, Batman versus Superman, I, I did feel like, wow, the Joker's not in this, so they have to kind of make somebody, you know, weird and out there and Joker esque. Right. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. No. Fuck, I mean, fuck this movie. <laughs> fuck it. Um, well, if anybody good. cares. Um, <laughs> I, I guess it's my turn. Craig loves Christian Bale. Let's I hear. Let's hear. I like Christian Bale. Christian Bale's my number. Oh God, my number one guy. Every time I, I love. Here's the thing, Michael Keaton, Batman '89. There's nothing better. If I, if there was five movies I had to bring with me to an island, uh, on vacation, uh, just for like seven <laughs> days, and it was gonna rain, but I got to watch some movies in my hotel. Okay. I'd be bringing Batman '89. That that is a movie that. It's not necessarily my favorite Batman movie, but it's one where I could watch it on repeat. There's just so much fun and nostalgia and, and Jack Nicholson. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, but Michael Keaton is a great Batman, but he's probably my number two. Christian Bale's my number one. And then Keaton. And then I think I'm going to have to see some more Ben Affleck before I put him put him on the uh, the Mount Rushmore. Um, well, I guess he if there's four – yeah, he's on the Mount Rushmore, but – before he moves up the up the pack, I could see him over. He's like Richie Rich on the inside. He's not painted out yet. Exactly. <laughs> when his parents are getting rescued. Yeah, yeah it, it's, we're all it, clear. It's on what's hard going to, on. It's, right. It's hard to place him without seeing a little more Batman. But I think he could. I think he could reach the high ups. Yeah. I think he could be in the top two or three for sure. So, Jake, when you saw this movie, did you get the Suicide Squad trailer? I did not. Huh. That's weird. I got the Lego Batman trailer, and I don't even – I don't remember any of the other showers I got. Okay. Well, Suicide Squad's the next movie in this uh, universe. Um, now, this is definitely going a different direction than Marvel because uh, Marvel hasn't really had a, a team-up movie kind of – you know, at the, at the early, I mean, they really haven't had, well, they haven't had a, a group of villains. So this is definitely, uh, uh, something that's going to be new. It's going to be different. Uh, but from what we've seen, these cu- first couple trailers, I'm very much looking forward to suicide squad. It looks fun, fun as shit. I have a feeling I'm going to like totally turn face and really like Harley Quinn at the end of this movie. It's going to be another Deadpool experience, <laughs> another Jurassic world experience. Yeah. Yeah. Just make a list of all the people you hate, and then you, in the next couple of years, you're just going to be just changing gonna all love your minds. Them. Yeah, it's a long <laughs> list. No, it's uh, not. Yeah, Suicide Squad looks great, and uh, we know that Batman is in that movie. We don't know if it's a flashback scene or what, uh, but we're going to see Batman and the Joker in each other's face is <laughs> in that movie. Kisses? They're not going to be Not with that girl. I've seen it. <laughs> not with those breakaway pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll be interested to see what you know what the timeline's like 
if Suicide Squad takes place after the events of Batman vs Superman and where was the Joker during all this? Is he in Arkham? Is he dead? Like uh, I, I am looking forward to seeing some of the the layers get peeled back and and kind of, you know, I think my number one complaint about this movie it's not anybody's performances, it's that they're trying to build a new world and I didn't think the world building was all that great. The construction it felt a little bit self-contained. Um, you know, you've got Gotham and you've got Metropolis right next to each other, but we didn't see much of Gotham and. Uh, yeah, I'm really I'm I'm even though this isn't my favorite movie of all time by any means, I'm very much looking forward to to where they're going to go. Uh and uh yeah, that's my stance. Mm-hmm. If anybody yeah. wants. Yeah, I agree. I'm glad it's out there. I'm looking forward to the Wonder Woman standalone movie more so than anything. That image that came out like over the last week of her with like the other Amazonian like warrior females. That looks awesome. The footage that we've seen Whatever that special. That image was actually from the Legends of the Hidden Temple movie that's oh, coming out. It's, right. <laughs> the Silver Monkeys. Um, yeah, it's a little known fact. Uh, no, anyway, uh, the whatever. There's a little bit of footage that was in whatever that Kevin Smith special um, on like the DC Universe that was I don't know it was on TV recently. Um, and it looks really tight. Like Wonder Woman, I think she beheads someone with a sword while she's on horseback or something. Like she she causes a lot of damage. It looks cool. It looks like a like a period piece. Like World War, is it one era? Yeah, like I think that's tight. I'm down for that. Um, and it's not Zack Snyder, so and it's a female director whose name I don't remember at this point, but I'm eager to see it. So yes, give me more Wonder Woman. Give me more guitar riff. Because <laughs> I really want it. Are these our final thoughts? Are um, they? They. Well, do we have any more final thoughts? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it, it sounded like we were going through them. Uh, well, we're wrapping up. Well, let's do it. Let's, guys. Here we go. Official. Should I do another one? Here's the official. I could probably do that riff better. Try. Oh, oh you're going to. I can't do it. I just got so nervous. That All was right. worse. That was, that was way good. worse. All right. So final thoughts, and I'm sure we'll be touching on this movie more. I mean, it's going to have another release. It's going to be out on Blu-ray. There's going to be deleted scenes and everything else. Uh, so yeah, final thoughts, Batman v Superman, Jake, what, what do you, what do you think? Yeah. Uh, so final thoughts, I don't think this movie is very good. Um, but I think it, I think it could have been, and I think it's got some really good stuff stuck in it. Um, I am looking forward to seeing more Batman. Uh, I'm looking forward to suicide squad. It looks fun. Uh, you know, and I'm, I'm excited to see what the Joker is like. Um, I'm not excited. I'm not looking forward to more Superman. I'm not looking forward. I, I'm, I'm nervous about what a Justice League movie is going to be like. Um, this was a weird one because there's a lot of good and there's a lot of bad. Well, there's no solo Superman movie on the docket. And I, in this universe, I would think that it would be a good bet that we might not actually get another solo Superman movie unless something, unless there's a transformation and in one of these Justice League movies, he really just comes out of his shell and becomes a fan favorite. Um, and maybe like a different director kind of really – because, I mean, that's one of the main complaints. If we're going to move on to my final thoughts, I don't think Zack Snyder has a a good grasp on the character of Superman. He definitely doesn't have a grasp on the relationship with Lois Lane. It's just – it. well, that's my opinion. I don't think that they fully understand what makes Superman tick. And I think – Maybe in this day and age, it's just a hard thing because you saw with the Superman Returns movie, the the Brandon Ralph movie, that was a completely different – that was more like uh, uh, the Christopher Reeve style. 
and that didn't really work. So I think it's going to take a real. Uh, I want you know what? I want James Gunn to direct a solo Superman movie. Mm-hmm. That's what yeah. I want. I want James Gunn to do everything. Yeah. But I think... Uh, and I want Ryan Reynolds in it. <laughs> I don't think Ryan Reynolds is going to be doing any I don't think DC so. movies. No. Um, the girl can dream. Green Lantern. Uh, yeah, I think uh, it's going to take an interesting uh, perspective and a really creative uh, take on Superman to, to kind of get him where he needs to be. But my final thoughts on this movie are... I'd probably give it like a six out of ten, right? Like two and a half stars, maybe. Uh, there's some stuff I love. I really like Affleck. I really like Jeremy Irons. I really like Jesse Eisenberg, and uh, a lot of it I could just kind of live without. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. I'd say probably I'm right there, five out of ten, six out of ten. I think my favorite character was probably the uh, the half head shave guy that's at the protests outside. Uh, that's got like the no Superman, no ghost on his chest and like the face paint on his head. <laughs> I think I'm gonna cosplay him this year at Dragon Con because um, I feel the same way as he did about Superman. I'm just not a fan. Uh, but no, I liked I liked Batman all right in this movie. I thought Wonder Woman was like the most interesting um, and compelling character, and, and you know the one that I wanted to know most and more about. Um, yeah, it was it was a fun ride. I kind of have a Jurassic World relationship with this movie. Like I I'm probably going to watch it many, many more times and buy it when it comes out and I'm into a lot of aspects of it, but overall it it didn't really make me happy. I was I felt for as much exposition as is in this and for as long as it was, I still had too many questions and felt a lack of motivation and I I just there were too many deterrents like Amy Adams and I I just it kind of fell short for me. So. The, un- the unfortunate thing is I don't feel like there was enough in this movie where we're going to be three or four movies down the line and look back and go, oh, now that makes sense. I think it's going to be like they didn't have to do it. They're trying to force it, and I don't think forcing it's a good idea. I think they should let it breathe, let these characters develop, and let a really good story unfold because if you're setting up stuff that's not going to happen for a year and a half or two or three years, what's the point? You're sacrificing something else in the present to to do not great world building. That's my that's my right. number too much, one too issue. Soon. Yeah. Like woo us, go slow. Yeah, loosen us up. We need some foreplay. Yeah, loosey goosey. Touch my legs. <laughs> I need Zack Snyder to touch my legs. I'm gonna need Zack Snyder. All right. Well, cool guys. This was fun. Thank you so much for uh, joining us uh, today at the Yes Have Some podcast. Um, don't forget, you can check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash yeshavesomecast and also on Twitter at YHSpodcast. Um, Jacob, Abigail, thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> we'll see you next time on episode nine. Later. What are we talking about? Next time? Yeah. Probably Ghostbusters. Yeah, let's do it. Wait, All let's right. do it right now. Okay. Okay. So, so- no. GB2? GB2. <laughs> Wait, two things real quick, guys. Vigo and the River of Slime. Shut up. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. Later. Bye, guys.